Hi everybody, it's Greg, and here's what's coming up in the Popping Collars feed for the month of July 2020. Popping Collars with me, Betsy, Liz, and Ricardo will feature a conversation about road trip pop culture, all those things that make you want to hop in the car, roll down the window, and turn up the radio. Our Going on 30 spinoff, where Betsy and I review the movies of 1989, continues this month with Field of Dreams, starring Kevin Costner and James Earl Jones. And we have two brand new shows premiering this month. The first is Take Two, where we invite a past guest of Popping Collars to come back and update their take on a piece of pop culture we discussed years ago. This month, our special guest is Eric Matoye, who will be returning to talk about The Wire. Also, later this month, past guest Shayna Watson and I will kick off a new show called The Sacred Six, where we do a six-month deep dive into various episodes of a pop culture series. The two of us will be kicking things off by discussing discrimination and diversity in six episodes of the original Star Trek television series. This month's episode will be Space Seed, featuring the origin of Khan. Thanks for listening, and keep those collars popped. Shayna, have you ever felt like you've been woken up from a 200-year-old nap? Just this morning. Um. (laughs) (laughs) This is The Sacred Six. Welcome to a brand new show from Poppin' Collars called The Sacred Six. Sometimes an item in pop culture is just too big for one podcast episode, and that's where this show steps in. I'm your host, Greg Knight. My special guest for this series is Shayna Watson. Shayna, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, really quickly, tell our audience where you are and what you're doing. I am currently in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I am an ordained priest in the Episcopal Church. So I work as an associate rector, which is pretty much an assistant pastor for St. James Episcopal Church here in Lancaster, where the lead rector is David Peck. So I'm excited to be here with you all. I'm also the founder and creator of Theocon, where theology meets pop culture. We're not quite sure what our convention is going to do this year. I think it's going to go virtual. So we're still trying to plot out details for that. But um, we did jumpstart our Theocon Thursdays where we'll be featuring guests and things like that. So wonderful. Yeah. You may remember Shana from a couple of years ago on Popping Collars promoting the first Theocon back then. So it's good to know that you've still got it going. Yeah, year three. You know, <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. The longest running theological convention uh, in the Episcopal Church. The yes, yes. Totally <laughs> claiming that. <laughs> Here we go. Our inaugural voyage into the unknown is a topic that people have asked us to devote an episode of Popping Collars to since we started the podcast. That's how popular this show has been and it's always been on our radar but we've never quite known how to tackle it so i'm glad you're here to help me with this shana we are going into star trek so shana and i are actually going to give you not just one episode on star trek but six episodes on the classic 1960s sci-fi series and we're kicking things off with season one episode 23 
called Space Seed. Here's my task for you, Shana. You're going to hate me for this. I'm going <laughs> to put one minute on a clock. Can you give me a plot summary of Space Seed in one minute? <laughs> what? <laughs> I got my countdown clock ready to go. And when you're ready, I'll start the clock and go. Okay. Space Seed, um, first introduction to Khan. Enterprise encounters a dormant sleeper ship that um, consists of a specifically genetically bred species of human. They're super smart, super strong, super everything. And they kind of went to sleep in the middle of their quote unquote conquering and they awake now on board the enterprise in space and they attempt to also conquer the ship. (laughs) Good job. Love it. Uh, I I promise you, you'll get to do that to me on the next episode. So my first question for you is what was the moment? What was the one moment or scene that stood out most to you from this episode? The judgment at the end. So the end, right? So uh-huh. when after um, Khan and his accomplice historian from the Star Trek Enterprise crew attempt to take over the ship, literally um, they end up like fighting or injuring some of the people, threaten to hit Uhura, and they almost succeed it. But, you know, because Captain Kirk and his crew, they're so clever, you know, they always overcome in the end. But Kirk's judgment. Khan sits before Kirk and, and Spock and some other members. I guess they had they formed this council. And he had to make a ruling on what they wanted to do with Khan and Khan's crew. Mm-hmm. So they could have, you know, tried him or administered some form of corporal punishment. But instead, Kirk did something I thought was really strange and interesting. Instead, he said he looked for another planet that needed overseeing. It didn't necessarily require a quote-unquote conqueror, but it needed that type of culture and that type of spirit and that type of energy for people to come and cultivate it. Mm-hmm. So instead of arresting Khan, instead of putting Khan and his crew to death, which they could have easily have done, he was like, you know what? Your skills and gifts and ability are needed on this particular planet. Go there and mm-hmm. cultivate it. So I thought that was a really interesting aspect of justice. My my moment that stood out to me is actually it is it is a moment. It's not even a scene. It was uh, when Uhura gets slapped. That like that moment like just stuck in my brain. And I think it's because it's the look that Nichelle Nichols gives when she looks back from being hit because it's not fear and it's not um shock really it's this look of like uh no we're not doing that you know it's it's like it's this sort of look of strength that she gives back in that moment and it told me a lot of how the crew of the enterprise sees the world versus how this uh sort of newly awoken uh people from the late 20th century see the world Uhura, and I know we're going to talk about Plato's stepchildren later on, but that's not the first time, you know, someone came at her violently. Mm -hmm. So watching this through the lens of, you know, the 21st century, hashtag me too, being a woman of color, I'm sitting there watching like, oh no, he didn't. (laughs) And she has that look like, I will, you know, kick your butt. Mm -hmm. But 
because the culture, the culture of the people on our ship are nonviolent. And Captain Kirk expresses that in a number of episodes. Like, we don't murder. Like, mm-hmm. these are things, these are the codes we abide by. And that's what allows our vessel to be kind of like this moving embassy. You know, we're a neutral party between some of these systems that were being triangulated in. So, you know, seeing, like you said, Michelle Nichols in in her character, you know, that fear or like, you know, like, I see you, I would hit you back. But I'm I'm intentionally withholding my strength because Mm -hmm. I have this. I have this phaser and I can blast you. But the power is in my restraint, Mm -hmm. not in exercising force. Right. But I'm not going to cower either. Like that's yeah. the, that's the thing that really stood out. I think in that yeah. look, it's like, no, you're not, you're not beating me in this moment. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to shoot you where you stand. But you didn't win. Where do you think this episode intersects with where we are today? The way I translate that question is, where do I find myself in that particular episode? You know, am I a part of the enterprise, or you know, do I feel like one of the people? that came with Khan or, you know, like in what Mm -hmm. area do I identify the most? And I do feel like there are many who see themselves as part of the starship enterprise. You know, they are part of the neutral parties, the peacemakers of the galaxy and as diverse as they are in not only race and, and, and complexions and hues, but also in species, like Mm -hmm. literally like there are no, power dynamics on the starship other other than people lead and even when captain kirk goes on goes into an excursion on a planet someone else steps into his role you know so Mm -hmm. at any given time any one of them can lead and be the captain or focus on communications and to me it's so paradigmatic of where we want to be like the starship enterprise is the goal but i do feel like we you know we fall into the cons um Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. with the superiority complex and, and things of that nature. or and, and even the fear of this superhuman type of species. Yeah. So, yeah, Khan refers to himself as the, as the Superman. And if you're listening to that with 1960s ears, like what you're hearing is the Ubermensch, right? That, that Nietzsche mm-hmm. talked about um, that Hitler used as a a way of defining Nazi Germany. This mm-hmm. is the sense of genetic superiority. Yeah. And like, that's the language that he's appealing to. So when, so I think that that dialogue is specifically chosen to make you think of a very specific thing, which is like uh, Nazi Germany and the oppression of people based on First. ethnicity. The purpose of your starflight. A new life, a chance to build a world. Um, other things I doubt you would understand. Why? Because I'm not a product of controlled genetics. Captain, although your abilities intrigue me, you are quite honestly inferior, mentally, physically. In fact, I am surprised how little improvement there has been in human evolution. Oh, there has been technical advancement, but uh, how little man himself has changed. Do you have any other questions? Thank you. They've all been answered. The really hard part of this episode for me was that one scene where Kirk and Scotty 
and Spock and I think maybe Bones are sitting around a table and they're talking about the romanticism of a guy like Khan. Yeah. And and Spock is like, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, no, no, no. You know, like it's it's cool the way that these guys like conquer the world, like Alexander or, you know, like all this stuff. And it's like, whoa. And Spock is Spock can't even comprehend like the romanticism that comes with like global conquest. But even amongst the sta- the people in the Enterprise, there was still sort of that longing, you know? Like, even though they've come a long way, like the fact that you can romanticize something like that means that you still have a long way to go. Absolutely. I agree. And and the way I saw that also, I mean, growing up, uh, you know, I, I watched The Godfather and Goodfellas and, you know, we in in some aspects of our communities, not all black communities, but, you know, we hear about the gangster culture and some of the fascination around Capone. And but, you know, we were able to connect with those who were above the law, if you will, you know, the mm-hmm. laws that oppress here are these people that were able to rise above or or find the loophole or to beat the system. So as they were sitting around the table, romanticizing about all of these like anti-heroes um, <laughs> and Spock is like disgusted, like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, these people were like terrorists. And you yeah, guys, exactly. like, high-fiving over who was, <laughs> but you, but you're right. And as Kirk said, remember what he said? He was like, yeah, you can both hold the, the fascination as well as the disgust at the same time. I mean, those are my words, but he was pretty much saying there's a way to kind of appreciate as well as being, you know, abhorrent about, you know, what we observe things happening in history. So, but yeah, that, that part was interesting too. <laughs> yeah. And, and so how do you reconcile those two things? If your culture is built around someone like that is what makes things hard, I think. And you mentioned it earlier. I mean, throughout all of the episodes on Star Trek, they refer to eugenics. Yeah. You know, creating the, these these species that have the most desirable traits, but also how those desires can be probably one of the more horrific things that could possibly happen to humanity. So as, you know, we're fantasizing about having these super strengths, like these super strengths are like conquering and like killing people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you will see some of those other um, eugenics played out in other Star Trek episodes where, you know, this is supposed to be desirable. Even in Spock's own character, he's supposed to be like this non-emotional, very logical human being. Um, and, you know, if he shows a little bit of emotion, it like it's counter to who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so is being non-emotional, logical, really that desirable once we see how those characterizations are played out in some of these episodes. They kind of work against us more than not. Uh, Who was the MVP of the episode? Who won the episode of Space Seed? Of course, Captain Kirk comes through in the end, but I don't know, maybe Bones? Was this the one where, um, oh, goodness, he had this funny line, but... This is the one where uh, Khan wakes up and gets a knife and like pretends to go back to sleep and Bones comes back to check on him and he gets a knife to his throat, but he just, just totally no sells it. Just like, okay, well I'm trying to take care of you. So if you're just going to be a jerk about it, like. (laughs) I'm like, you're the MVP Bones. You're always the MVP. (laughs) I love it. Uh, I'm going to go with Spock just because of the the whole exchange about the the romanticism of barbarism or whatever it is that they say, where it's like, just, just Spock's 
inability to comprehend like the appeal of war at all. Like that, I just think that that's, I thought that whole sort of section of the show is amazing um, <laughs> because it, it really shows you the two poles between humanity and Vulcan. Shayna, that's one episode in the oh books. God, we did all right with that. That's pretty good, right? We still have a long way to go, however. Our next stop will be Season 1, Episode 26, The Devil in the Dark, where Kirk and Spock find themselves deep in the caves of a mining colony where they are not alone. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you then. Star Trekking across the universe On the Starship Enterprise